I'm Jason Ariola, and this is Rock Out with your card out. Well, here it is. Today is the 35th anniversary of the original version of The Legend of Zelda, known in Japan, well, not known in Japan, but put out in Japan as the Hyrule Fantasy Zelda no Densetsu out on the Famicom Disk System. So, to kind of celebrate that momentous occasion, you know, the series being 35 years old is kind of big. I mean, you know, you gotta think in five years, it's technically nearing its midlife crisis, right? So, I thought I'd go ahead and take a look at the music that came from that game. Now, that soundtrack is let's say a little slight there's only a few tracks really worth covering most of them are just kind of jingles and then you know the rest you probably know so what i did to kind of pad the rest of the episode out is i picked some of my favorite remixes uh, some new some old some i've been literally dragging around so long that they have seen formats and media players come and go um peer-to-peer sharing sites that have come and gone since i've found these things uh, you know audio galaxy um Winamax, stuff like that, uh, that gives you an indication about how long I've been doing this shit. And also, I had a mini-disc dedicated to a bunch of these remakes, not just from the first Legend of Zelda, but just the series in general. I separated them out by game title and kind of went from there, so yeah. Anyway, so what we're going to do today is I'm going to play all of the stuff that Koji Kondo composed for the game that I kind of thought was worth covering... All in one fell swoop because, you know, I don't really need to come in and talk about them too much. We, I want to say we all probably know them by now, but we kind of all know them by now. The only thing of note really is the ending theme, which consists of some of the game over music. So that's another reason why I'm not going to really play the game over music because one sort of leads into the other to a point. So, yeah. Anyway, so what we're going to listen to right now is the title theme, the overworld theme, the underworld theme, Death Mountain, and then the ending theme.
see, I didn't really think I really needed to go over those things too much. I mean, I think everybody on the face of the earth that plays video games at least knows the overall theme from The Legend of Zelda, so we'll just go ahead and just assume that if you're listening to this and wanting to celebrate the 35th anniversary of this game being released, you probably know most of the music. So what we're going to do here is we're going to start listening to some of the remixes I've been fond of from over the years. First up is I Do It For The Fairies, which is by The One Ups, one of the original, if not the very first uh, video game cover bands that I was made aware of. They've been around for quite a while. I don't know if they're still active, honestly, off the top of my head. I assume they probably are, but yeah. Either way, here it is. This is I Do It For The Fairies by The One Ups.
because I felt kind of like an idiot not knowing if the one-ups were still active, I went and looked, and yeah, they're uh, very much still active. So, uh, consider my face red <laughs> for even questioning that they would still be around. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, that was their kind of rendition of the overworld theme with a little, like, jazz rock kind of fusion going on with it. I, I really like this one. It's kind of a nice, easy listen. You don't have to think too hard about it. And it's sort of a nice little it can get you a little pumped up if you want and you can also just kind of chill out and listen to it and just relax it's a nice little kind of in between there uh some of the stuff we're going to listen to today is a little bit more hype uh high intensity and then some of the other stuff we're going to listen to is a little bit more low-key some of it almost morose and sad because um as i mentioned in the last episode and many other episodes i kind of am a fan of sad music so yeah anyway next up is hyrulean by dj pretzel if you don't know who dj pretzel is he is the founder of overclocked remixes i believe if not the founder if not one of the founding members of it he's been over there for a long long time but here is one of his uh remixes for the legend of zelda
Look, I know I'm normally one that scoffs at uh, jazz and having played a uh, jazz rock kind of thing and then a sort of, you know, electronic remix of sorts with um, a little jazz flute uh, solo in the middle of that one there. You know, maybe maybe I need to rethink my opinions on jazz uh, hair there, right? Mm, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, the next thing we're going to be listening to is The Legend of Zelda Overture by Evan Arnett. Or Arnett. Probably Arnett. Yeah, I would say Arnett. Anyway, uh, yeah, here it is. Here's uh, his rendition of The Legend of Zelda Overture.
Now, I know it cheated a little bit with that one because it does include some elements from games that are outside of the first Zelda, but it was kind of too good to not share, right? I think I can probably get away with that. It's my damn show, so why not, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I think the word epic gets thrown around a little too loosely these days, but I I think epic is uh, probably the right word to describe this one. It is just a beautiful piece of orchestration for The Legend of Zelda, and yeah, I like it. It's only one I've kind of discovered more recently. I forget off the top of my head how new this is. It's a little bit more recent, but it wasn't, you know, uh, one of the ones I found, you know, 15, almost 20 years ago now at this point, and it's been kicking around in my various media libraries over the years. So yeah, this one I've only kind of found, I think, in the last few years. Ah, boy, I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head. It doesn't really matter, right? Right. Anyway, yeah, all the stuff I'm playing, by the way, you can go to Overclocked Remix, and it's pretty much all there. There's a few things here and there that you might have to go digging around for, but for the most part, if you're looking for it, Overclocked Remix has got it. Yeah. Anyway, next up, we're going to listen to is one of the ones that has been around forever uh, in my digital playlist, and that is Link's Underworld Pressure Hooker by Wrench Pilot. And that is uh, with a W and a capital R for Wrench. So don't really know what the thing is behind that, but hey, whatever. Here it is, and here we go.
Now, this is uh, probably very specific to the era as far as music goes uh, that uh, this came out, and it sounds very much like a kind of mid-2000s, early 2000s song, and it's something I really enjoy even to this day, because I think it's about where my uh, musical interest kind of capped off at as far as um, new stuff goes, but yeah, I don't know. This is one that I was actually listening to um, on my home from getting a COVID test for my upcoming shoulder surgery, which uh, if you were listening a few weeks ago, I said I was going to have very soon, and that got pushed back because... Um, yeah, anyway, just stuff. So I had to go get a second COVID test. So um, actually, it's like my sixth one at this point. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so yeah, I've been, this was one I was listening to in the car, just trying to go through my old remixes and figuring out what I wanted to do. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I got to put the Underworld Pressure Cooker on there. It's a great title and one of those tracks that I've really enjoyed over the years. I thought it'd be kind of stupid of me to not throw it in there. And um, up next is one of the ones that might be the more infamous uh, Legend of Zelda cover songs. That is the Rabbit Joint cover, which, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there, because I don't have too much else to say about it, and it's pretty short. So why don't we do, uh, we'll actually discuss that once, uh, once we play that. Link, here come to town. you're unfamiliar with that uh, there's a long story uh, that's been going around the internet for years that that was actually done by system of a down and <laughs> it's been shut down repeatedly it's just the it's kind of maintained that legacy because some of the initial mp3 files that got put up were labeled as system of a down because it sure kind of sounds like them but yeah it's not it's the rabbit joint so yeah uh one of the funnier ones i enjoy there's some other ones uh that are kind of like little skit things that I've listened to. There's like the Hyrule Prom from, uh, I believe, A Link to the Past that I found on Overclocked Remix way, way back. And, but yeah, this is definitely one of those ones that I found enjoyable. I remember playing this for a few people at GameStop back in the day, and they enjoyed it. I don't know if I was the first to introduce them to it. May have been, may have not have been. Uh, who knows? But yeah, uh, just a classic and kind of hard to really... If you're doing covers of the Legend of Zelda stuff, you kind of have to throw this one in there, I feel. Anyway, uh, let's go with a kind of an unusual one, and this one is called Zelda Heineken, and you might get a hint as to why within a few seconds of listening to it. So yeah, uh, here's Zelda Heineken by Matthias Holmgren. <laughs> Thank you. 
Might be the oddest one we're going to cover today. The composer Matt uh, Matthias uh, Holgrim went and used a Heineken bottle for all of the sounds that you hear in this, outside of the you know ah, thing, uh, you know, like fifty seconds in or so. Kind of, <laughs> it's kind of interesting, and I I dig it. I dig the creativity, and just kind of shows that like yeah, the Legend of Zelda kind of theme is a little simple. But you can do some real creative stuff with it if you're a creative person. And uh, Matthias Holgrim kind of proved he is. So, yeah. Let's move on to one of my absolute favorite remixes, or rearrangements, however you want to phrase it. And that is A Fate Preordained by Lindsay Ann Pepper. Let me say that again. Lindsay Ann Pepper. That's Lindsay Ann seems to be one word. I don't know. But I've always loved this one. And there's two different versions of this. One is a fairly recent remix that she did. So we're going to listen to the first one, which... I, might just be nostalgia, a little sentimental thing to it that I actually kind of prefer because it sounds a little bit more morose and sad and a little bit more subdued, but, you know, you kind of go with whatever you like. Uh, so we're going to play both. I'll jump in the middle here after playing one, and we'll talk about it for a few seconds and then go back and listen to the remix version. So here it is, A Fate Preordained by Lindsay Ann Pepper.
So that was a fate preordained. And for me, this one has always kind of struck me as a little melancholy. Maybe something with the title kind of makes me feel that way. Like Link's fate is, you know, sort of set in stone that he's got to go and fight. And it's a really hard struggle for him. You know, you've got this fairly young kid up against nearly impossible odds. And just this sort of melancholy, morose sound. It just... I don't know. It, it makes you think about like the more tragic end, I suppose, of Link being destined to fight constantly, never really getting a moment to himself effectively, you know, never getting a chance to live a normal life. He's always destined, it doesn't matter which Link it is, he's always destined to counteract Ganon. And it kind of makes you think for a minute there, you know, if you're kind of into that sort of thing as far as fictional characters goes. So let's go ahead and let's move on to the remix of it. So here is a Fate Preordained remix.
So I think you kind of have to leave it up to you as far as like what you're into. I think if the original version of A Fate Preordained is a little bit more sad, maybe that's why I like it a little more. This one definitely has a little bit more of a sweeping kind of uh, uh, uplifting sound to it, I suppose, at times. And some of the new instrumentation choices in there. It's not really new, it's just the suite of uh, musical instruments that uh, she used improved a little bit i suppose as far as their sound quality goes and i'm sure that's just kind of a normal thing for somebody going back to their stuff 15 years later or so and like hey i should update this song <laughs> so yeah I, I again i'm a big fan of the original i like the second one or the remix but kind of more it, it's got to be nostalgia right it, that's got to be what it is that i'm more of a fan of the original so yeah anyway let's go ahead and let's move on to something entirely different uh, and uh, but it's a hell of a title. So here it is a uh, fear and sufferance of a loved one in the hands of evil. And that is by Kip. Oh boy. Uh, Proslotswitz. Oh boy. Uh, I'm going to spell that out for you. Uh, it's also in the show notes, but maybe just like you can get it by me saying it as far as spelling goes. It is a uh, P R A S L O W I C Z. So I'll just go ahead and uh, apologize to you, Kip, if you're listening, because, yeah, I'm sorry I slaughtered your name. As a guy who gets his name slaughtered on a regular basis, I completely feel for you, and I wish I had said your name properly. So, anyway, uh, here is Fear and Sufferance of a Loved One in the Hands of Evil.
So it's definitely got an industrial sound to it. And um, normally I would say it's kind of not my thing, but I just, this is one I've kept in my remix thing, even though the music style isn't really my thing normally. I just kind of enjoy this one. Maybe it's just because it's Zelda related. I'm not really sure why. I, it's just kind of a different sound, and it's a nice little breakup from the rest, or not breakup, but uh, breaking up of sounds from the rest of the remixes that I like, going from very, uh, you know, kind of electronic-based to more, you know, orchestral kind of sounding stuff. So I thought this kind of, like, rock industrial thing is a nice little break in between those things. Okay, so let's go ahead and let's move on to something I should have a little bit less of a hard time pronouncing, and that is Dungeoneering by Rebecca Tripp.
I think one of the reasons I'm particularly fond of this one is because there's so few, like, kind of orchestral remixes of the dungeon theme. It's one of those ones that... It kind of feels like the um, Underworld theme from Legend of Zelda sort of kind of gets forgotten, passed by the wayside. I mean, the credits theme does too, sort of to a point, but hey, whatever. This is a fairly recent one, so I guess I can say I've always liked it as long as it's existed, just because it came out, I believe, in October of last year. So yeah, I really appreciate this one and glad that it's around because, again, it just feels like the Underworld theme doesn't get... Um, represented enough in remixes all right let's go ahead and let's move on to another one and uh, speaking of the end credits thing uh here's the end credits remix by the hylian chamber choir which rebecca Tripp is also a part of i kind of just found that and it seems like she just put it out the yesterday yeah so yeah uh, it's kind of a nice little find anyway uh here is end credits remix by the hylian chamber choir I think I partially enjoy that one also because I was in a chamber choir in high school. Uh, again, lettered in choir, so sorry, uh, taken. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, eh, but yeah, I just can feel everyone flocking to, oh god, is Jason single? <laughs> anyway, yeah, I like that one a lot. It's kind of catchy. I had to run through it a couple of times to make sure I liked it because, you know, it's like, oh, hey, recency bias, don't want to do that. But nah, I, I, I dig this one. It's nice and peppy and just sort of one of those things that is like, hey, you know, I don't know, like, if I'm going to listen to this in perpetuity, but I've enjoyed what I've heard of it so far, so it's already been added to my uh, collection as far as stuff I'm going to listen to as uh, far as Legend of Zelda remixes go. So it's there, and it'll probably stay there for quite a while. I can't imagine taking it out because I don't see why I would. It's it's enjoyable. So anyway, it sounds like I was second-guessing myself there, <laughs> didn't it? Anyway, let's go ahead and let's move on to the next one, and that is Essential Links by Zen Nexus. Thank you. 
that is uh, one of my favorites. Essential Links is one of my favorites and has been for a long, long time. It's it's got a great feel to it. Like it feels like if it had gotten bumped up to, uh, geez, I don't know, maybe like the uh, like the PC Engine or something like that. It this is. Or, you know, another system that relied a little more heavily on synth sounds, maybe even the Sega Genesis, but Sega Genesis is a little bit grimier sounding, I want to say, a little dirtier. I don't know what I'm really going for with this. Let's just go ahead and, uh, you know, let's just say I like it and I would like to hear more of it. And yeah, that's about all I have to say about it. It's good stuff. Let's go ahead and let's move on to the next one. And that is another one that's a little uh, hard for me to pronounce. So uh, fingers crossed I'm getting it right. It is... Uh, Utopia Pegasi, and that is by The Wingless and Destiny.
I'd be hard-pressed to say that anybody could not like this one. It's it's really, really pretty. That piano is just magnificent throughout, especially that little tinkle at the end. Oh, jeez. And the vocals. I don't know who Destiny is, but, oh, boy, she has got a really pretty voice, and I dug what was going on with this one. It's definitely another one of my favorites, and, again, kind of sad-sounding, so, of course, I like it. Yeah. Anyway, let's go ahead and let's move on to one that is not sad-sounding, and that is Gold Cartridge by Quinn Fox. Gold Cartridge is another one of those that I've just been a big fan of for as long as I can remember having heard it. It has been on a mini-disc, CD, uh, <laughs> old iPod. It's gone through I don't know how many different media players as far as being able to like, store in a library. But yeah, this this is one that has just stayed in my rotation for the last you know 15 or however many years it's been. Probably more than that, I think. But eh, it doesn't really matter. But yeah, it's one of those ones that just is permanently in there and will just stay there. So, with that, that was kind of the last of the remixes of sorts, and I thought that was a nice sort of uh, synthesized orchestra version. 
And that actually leads us into a well, the last track we're going to be covering today, and that is also performed by a actual orchestra, and that is the Legend of Zelda main theme medley, and this was included on the 25th anniversary uh, symphony thing, or symphony CD, that came with uh, the collector's editions of Skyward Sword. Yes, you got this wonderful, wonderful CD with a bunch of great Zelda music played by a symphony on a terrible game that uh, I feel like Eiji Aonuma kind of um, shit in my mouth when he announced that that, uh, that was getting remade. Uh, it's like, hey, you could have just done the easy thing and put on uh, Wind Waker and Twilight Princess on, uh, on a single cart and given us that, or even a, two carts, I would have taken that over Skyward Sword, because that game is just awful, just terrible game anyway uh sorry didn't want to didn't want to bum things down here but i mean hey at least uh, we got a good remake of Link's awakening uh last year year before right right anyway uh here is the legend of zelda main theme medley
If you don't like that one, there is something wrong with you. That is just an absolute loving, symphonic rendition of the Legend of Zelda theme. It's hard not to be even a mild fan of this series and kind of get swept up in listening to that. It's it's really, really special to hear something like that. And it was really nice that um, Nintendo was, uh, you know, floating around that Symphony of the Goddess or whatever it was for... Uh, about a year or two before they hung that up, and you know, hopefully, maybe they would decide to do something like that again because I would love to go see that uh, at an orchestra. You know, uh, not dressed in a jeans and t-shirt. Well, I don't wear jeans anyway, but you know, not dressed in a t-shirt like some weirdo who goes to the symphony. Just you know, get, get, actually dress up for the symphony. You know, make. I'm not. I'm not trying to be a classist here or anything, but you know, it's like the symphony is kind of something special. Go. Get kind of dressed up, you know, at least a nice pair of khakis or something. Put on, a, as my uh, as my uh, comedy hero Jimmy Parter would say, you know, put on a hard shoe, a pant, and a and yeah, and just uh, yeah, don't look like you're going down to the video store to go rent a movie in 1996. Okay, anyway, uh, that'll wrap up this episode of Rock Out with Your Card Out. In a few days, you'll be listening to the Games and Junk Game Club um, Legend of Zelda episode. We are going to be talking really, really in-depth about the first Legend of Zelda game. Uh, it is actually, I believe, John's first time playing it and Vanessa's first time. Or not first time, but I don't think she's ever completed it before. Uh, we're also going to be joined by her husband, Jim, who is also a huge fan of that game. I, um, for some reason, decided, hey, I'm just going to play this on the original hardware. And boy, oh boy, that was a, that was a struggle. I got it done, but you kind of forget how much safe state. Uh, really kind of a handicap or <laughs> help with your handicap I suppose and how many times you die in that game yeah um, great game great soundtrack uh, led to a hell of a legacy and yeah one of those game series that I just you know it is absolutely my favorite game series I, I can't say it, there's anything else Tactics Ogre might be my favorite game and A Link to the Past might be a close second but I don't think I've ever had such a special bond with the series like I have uh, with The Legend of Zelda so anyway, uh, please go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever they're calling themselves these days, and go rank us over there. Give us a five-star rating. Um, any other podcatcher that does that, please go do that over there as well. You can subscribe to us on pretty much all the podcatchers. Uh, you know, I added us onto the Google Podcast app. I added us onto the Amazon Podcasts. I was surprised they did those, but hey, here we are. I think there's one more I just got alerted to, so I guess I'll go throw that over there too but yeah uh you just want to subscribe to us through an rss feed that's fine as well uh, if uh you want to kick in three dollars a month for some special bonuses on patreon.com slash games and junk you will get bonus episodes of rock out with your card out you will get bonus segments on multimedia failure you will get the show in a higher quality audio rate as well as a catch-all feed for all the podcasts we do here on the games and junk network and for five dollars a month you will also get a shout out on the show so you will get everything i just mentioned as far as the pot extra podcasts and stuff go and you will get the shout out so for those people who can Contributed five dollars a month. I want to say thank you to Vanessa Cahill, John Lucero, Alex Messenger, Josh Carpenter, and Eric for kicking in five dollars to help keep the lights on over here and keep my sanity. I really, really appreciate it. So next week, uh, I'm gonna try to get an episode recorded sometime in the middle of the week, but we'll see if that happens. Uh, if you're listening on Patreon, you'll get that a little early. If I do get it done, if not, I don't know how much of a condition I'm gonna be in to record an episode next week. I'm going to have had shoulder surgery uh, two days prior to that, so we'll see what kind of shape I'm in. So yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. I really appreciate uh, everyone sticking with us, and hopefully I can continue to get these things out the door as frequently as I have, because I love Rocket With Your Card Out. This is one of my favorite things I've ever done as far as uh, podcast goes, and I just enjoy the hell out of it. Oh, speaking of uh, things I've enjoyed the hell out of, go check out the episode of Games and Junk Game Club, where we talk to Ed Fear about his game, Murder by Numbers. That is an absolute delight of a podcast it is a great listen and if you're a fan of the ace attorney soundtrack i 
threw in some music from Murder by Numbers in there, I think rather well, if I do say so myself, and the composer for the Ace Attorney series, well, for the first few Phoenix Wright games anyway, is also the composer for Murder by Numbers. So yeah, anyway, a little little cross-promotion there of sorts. So anyway, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you guys next week. Hopefully. Great! I knew that groove was in your heart.